0: right, now we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here for Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source... We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows, and if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it, plus also as well, if you can like, subscribe, follow, and do anything you can to help support us right here at the Lakers' fast break, it is truly appreciated. Well, it was a kind of a afterthought as far as today, for at least if you're a, a Dallas Mavericks fan, because unfortunately, they did not step up to the plate in Game 5 of their series against the Los Angeles Clippers. But if you're a Los Angeles Clippers fan, you got to be excited today because they play just about as well as the Clippers can play with their loaded roster. Plus, also, we're going to be talking about the Denver Nuggets coming back in the series to get within a game of tying up this series with the Utah Jazz. And here with me today is also someone you've got to go ahead and follow, subscribe, like, and listen to. When it comes to all the great things that he does today at NBADraftJunkies.com, also as well his great YouTube page, which has dozens upon dozens of draft profiles for players that are coming in the NBA draft, you know, whenever they decide to go ahead and drop it, whether it's October or otherwise, it is also going to be at NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube, plus his two great podcasts, Run the Floor and NBA Draft Junkies. It is Rafael Barlow and Rafael. Wasn't it kind of exciting day? Not, not really. Just that mm, get you kind of energy. Just kind of just got sapped out of today for for the NBA playoffs.
1: I thought the first game was pretty good. Um, I guess we've been used to having four games in a day. It was weird that it was only two. Yeah, I know here in Central Time Zone, the first game that starts about five thirty. So yeah, I uh, it wasn't as exciting as. As uh, the past few days weren't any buzzer beaters, but I thought the Utah-Denver game was pretty good, and then the mavs clippers game was kind of—it was kind of a snoozer.
0: Well, let's go ahead and start off with that one, my friend, first. And it was the Clippers basically destroying the Mavericks, one fifty-four to one eleven. You see right there, this game was never in doubt from the get-go. I mean, from the first half on, from the first quarter on, uh, the Clippers set the tone. Let me ask you this before we go into any particulars with the game. Uh, Once again, uh, Christophs Porzingis did sit out the game with a hurting knee. And do you think that him sitting out uh, another game in the series is, I don't want to say it's a difference because obviously when you lose by 40 some up points, it's going to be more than that. But do you think going forward that the Mavericks will have a chance without Christophs Porzingis if this knee problem continues?
1: No, I think it's going to be too tough to beat the Clippers. I mean, they're already the underdogs coming into the series. And then if you add on the fact that the Mavs were a long shot to win anyway. I mean, the game they did win without Porzingis, it took a historic performance in a sense and a buzzer beater. You can't really rely on that. And then also the Clippers were, I mean, they were with Paul George, but they were without him. He yeah. he really struggled. And so, he picked it up tonight, and if the Mavs don't have Porzingis and you get just an average Paul George, it's going to be nearly impossible for for them to beat to beat the Clippers.
0: It is. I mean, they have to have a, another one of those famous Luka performances, and that's really hard for anyone to do over a seven-game period seven times. Uh, he was having an incredible series so far, but... Ultimately, he did have to come down to earth at some point, and at 22 points, 8 rebounds, and only 4 assists, it seemed like today was that day for him to come down to earth, although he really didn't play that many minutes because this game was over pretty much right from the get-go. But none of the other Mavericks really stepped up to the plate today as far as being able to consistently provide that, that extra help that Doncic needs. But you're right, if porzingis is going to be out in game six and anything forward if they even get to a game seven Uh, this will spell doom for the mavericks going forward
1: yeah and i think the mavericks are probably just playing it cautious i think that um yeah man I, i just feel like he's had issues with his knee he's had them all year and they don't want to risk further injury especially if the season uh the 2021 20, season is supposed to start up within you know the next i don't know three months or so so i think they're playing safe same with portland i think that they're choosing uh longevity and the long-term health of damian lillard over a playoff series which you know the playoffs are important but I definitely think that uh, teams are just being a little cautious.
0: It apparently looks like it, and but unfortunately, any chance of Dallas winning the series looks like it's gone out the window. And that, that's a shame because, like you said earlier, I mean, Doncic has been doing so well and played at such a high level. Anything mortal is not going to cut it for the Dallas Mavericks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they just... Kawhi is a difference maker. The Mavericks don't have anybody that is strong enough to defend him physically. And then, I mean, they tried it with Maxi Kleber, and he doesn't have the foot speed. I thought he's done a a good job as far as, you know, he's done the best that he could possibly do. They brought in kid, Gilchrist, who – it's probably the best matchup physically, but then he doesn't bring anything on the offensive end. Yeah. And once he's on the court and he's not able to really space the floor, then it allows them to have a, a defender focused on, on Luka because they'll leave him open. So it's a tough matchup, and I had mentioned it before. This is the best I've seen Kawhi play or the best I've seen him look physically since was it 16 or 17 since the series with Golden State when the Spurs are up in game one and and Jaja went under his leg. I mean, he's, he's looked good. He's looked healthy. Even last year during the playoffs, I felt like there were times where he looked like he was in a little bit of pain and he was kind of, you know, worn out, but this schedule is even more condensed. He's playing every other day. He's been able to play at a really, really high level. So yeah, the Clippers are going to be tough to beat for the Mavs unless Porzingis comes back and then, you know, they get some major production from their two stars and their their role players. So I think after today's game, it's looking like the Clippers could probably end this series pretty soon.
0: It looks like it, and that's a shame because, like I said, I think a lot of people out there, even regular basketball fans, were rooting for the Dallas Mavericks at the underdog, but with Luka playing at such a high level – I mean, they will need a superhero performance from him in game six to even come close to matching the series. But then again, Paul George came out of his funk, 35 points. That's what you need when you got him and Kawhi Leonard both going over 30. That's tough to stop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then I just have the energy tonight. Um, You can tell this series has turned into somewhat of a rivalry. They don't like each other. A lot of chirping going on, some hard files. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, I mean, I think it's good for the NBA going forward. You know, the NBA is always at as you know, a good spot when you have some rivalries that you can sell and guys don't necessarily like each other. So, but yeah, I man, I, I think uh, I think going forward, there's some guys that don't like each other. Then there's also the whole situation that I totally forgot about with the. Uh, seth curry and paul george and doc rivers which you know adds a different dynamic to it
0: oh that it does my friend that it does but yeah it's it's going to be something uh that we'll have to go ahead and wait and see just how far the the clippers which a lot of people still have picking uh as their nba finals favorite uh going forward to seeing where they stand but yeah it looks like they're going to be able to close it out uh when it comes to facing off against the Mavericks unless somehow Kristaps Porzingis comes back and somehow you're going to get another super heroic performance from Luca, I just think at this point in time you got to consider right now that uh, the Clippers are going to be playing either the Nuggets or the Jazz which we'll get into right now because the Nuggets a second half really made a statement I think against the Jazz about where they were going and what they wanted to do. And it looked like for a little while the Jazz were going to go ahead and and possibly run away with this thing. But, yeah, it just seemed like in the fourth quarter, Denver took over. Jamal Murray, and I got a question for you on Jamal Murray here in a sec, but 117-107 to 107 was the victory for the Denver Nuggets. It is now Utah still leading the series three games to two, although you and I both had the series going seven games. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking Denver's going to sneak the next one in at least. So I want to hear your thoughts on Jamal Murray. So he scores 50 in the previous game. He scores 42 in this game. Why don't we think of him more or in a higher light? Because he's done this before in the playoffs. So, So why don't we think of him at a higher level? We don't think of him as one of the top point guards in the league. We don't think of him as one of the top players in the league. So why doesn't Jamal Murray get more love?
1: Uh, Because I think most people will consider it Jokic's team. And Jokic is the face of the franchise, and he's the all-NBA player. He's the all-star. But Denver doesn't really click without him. Yeah, well, I think Jokic makes Murray better because on other teams, Murray would have to be the point guard, and that's not really his strength. Playing with Jokic allows him to do what he does best, which is score the ball, because he's not really a a one. I guess you can say he's a two, but he may be considered an undersized two. Um, But, yeah, Jokic just kind of makes his job easy where he doesn't have to really focus on distributing the ball. He's able to come in and get buckets. And, man, when he's hot, he's, he's tough. I think this matchup with him and Donovan Mitchell is, I mean, it's been a great series between those two going back and forth. I think if they were in different markets, it would probably be publicized even more. But because it's Denver and Utah, those aren't necessarily markets that the NBA seems to be doing a lot of promoting for. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I still think the Jazz are going to win this series now because I just think that Denver's defense is so bad that the only way they can win is if, Murray scores forty and fifty points to just outscore Utah, but I had mentioned uh just like I said with Luca a couple of days ago, the time that they've had off is like another off season, and so what we're seeing now is just the progression of players and as as they're getting better with just more experience so yeah. between luca donovan Mitchell Jamal Murray, these guys are it's like you're watching them in another season not this current season that's going on but with the break they had time to just get better work on their game the game is slowing down to them and yeah i mean it's it's been some good basketball between those three guys yeah and sadly I, I, one of them only one of them is going to survive yes. this round and uh, i want to talk to you about
0: with the jazz the jazz have to get uh, you know a lot more from you know, uh, obviously you've got Donovan Mitchell there getting 30 today, but didn't seem like that was enough. Didn't seem like that was, uh, you know, they need him to play at a superhero level in order to go ahead and get by, which is kind of, uh, again, the situation that Dallas finds itself in quite a bit where Luka has to do so much for this team to move on. And even at 30 points, doesn't it seem like if to you that that's not enough for the Utah Jazz if if Donovan Mitchell only scores 30?
1: Well, I thought... I think he – I don't think he needs to score 40 like that. I mean, I thought they got a pretty good game out of Clarkson. Conley was okay. I think the person that struggled the most was Royce White. He was negative 18 out there. Yeah, he was a team where it's negative 18 on the floor. O'Neal? I, I want to say – yes, Royce – I'm sorry, Royce O'Neill. Why did I say Royce White? <laughs> and – um I wanna say I think I read somewhere he was like negative twenty-three in the second half. So he struggled. Um but yeah, Donovan had he was eleven for twenty-three, so he was somewhat efficient. On um, four of eight from three. Uh, and then Utah shot the Utah shot the ball well from behind the three point line. It's just they uh I don't know, I guess they just couldn't get the stops that they needed. I mean no. some of those shots that Murray hit were just backbreakers. I, I can think of one possession where it was a scramble and he got the ball and he got to the elbow, hit a jumper. Jokic hit some big threes and though he hit one in the corner. And Utah just hit, I'm sorry, Denver just hit some timely shots. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news? Dot com and you're talking about before in this series about how utah was managing to go out of its way to target mpj when he was out there mm. on the block still managed to get about 35 minutes in there and is still playing a factor for this series so even if he's not starting he's coming on the off the bench and playing some significant minutes which will only help him down the road and and maybe they, the coaching staff, can work on his flaws in his game, so he can become even a more well-rounded player going forward.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I do think they may have issues going forward of trying to hide Jokic and Porter Jr. on the floor together. But today, um, MPJ put, played more minutes than Paul Millsap. Yeah, I would have thought it was the other way around, and he was positive. I know. I want to say he's like positive 18 in the box score. So if they can get that from him, then they – I mean, they have a chance. But, I mean, Utah still was attacking him. And I felt like what Denver did today was they stuck to their game plan in a sense. They're still going to drop Jokic back, and they're just going to dare you to shoot jumpers, make the pull-up jumper. And I guess they figured the pull-up jumper is tougher than, than the layup. So they – kind of stuck with their game plan. I think a lot of people thought they should, they should like totally scrap it and change it, but they stuck with the game plan that they had for the last game. They kept the same starting lineup, I believe. And now it is three, two and you got to take your hat off to them because they were facing elimination and they came back and, and, and turned this into a series again. They'll be doing
0: it even more. They'll be facing it on Thursday. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens with that series. Again, I've got it going seven games and, The question I asked you is now Denver has to win three in a row. They've got one down. Do you think they can go ahead and pull off a three straight against Utah?
1: That would be tough. Uh, I mean, it's possible. There's no home court advantage. It's no advantages for for anyone. And uh, I still think Utah can pull it off. I think they'll win the next game.
0: Well, there you go. There you have it. The two games covered today. Not four anymore because uh, we've already finished off some series already, but two (laughs) games here played tonight on day nine already of the NBA playoffs. Again, Denver wins 117-107 to over the Utah Jazz, plus also as well the Los Angeles Clippers 154, I believe, to 111 was the final score over the Dallas Mavericks. LA Clippers lead three to two in their series and Utah still leads three to two in theirs. Going to be interesting to see how this plays out on Thursday. If Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz can finish their respective teams off in the playoffs, but we'll let you know right here on the Lakers fast break. We'll give you our coverage going forward before we hand on out. My friend tomorrow is game number five for the Los Angeles Lakers and Portland travelers, but, it was announced with the Portland Trailblazers that mm-hmm. Mr. Damian Lillard will not be playing due to a knee issue that he suffered during the previous game. So I want to hear your thoughts on if Portland has any kind of chance whatsoever. I still think they do because they've got a great score in CJ McCollum, but they have to have big games from Gary Trent and Nurkic in order to at least you know, move on to another game. Maybe even Melo as well.
1: Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but it's over. <laughs> it's over. I'm trying I mean, to it's... I'm
0: trying to keep up hope for you, my friend. Even though I'm not, you know me, I'm a huge Lakers fan,
1: but I'm a realist. Okay, I'm, I'm a realist. Okay. So I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong, but I just think this is over. Only way the Blazers can win is if they get big time performances from CJ Mello, Trent, or Nurkic. And the Lakers just take their foot off the gas. Which can happen. It it can happen, but I think this is a closeout game. And um but yeah, I just I yeah, I, I see this the next game can get pretty ugly for for the Blazers. Uh unless Dame does, you know, a Willis Reed or something like that, and <laughs> and they end up deciding to let him play, but no, I just think that it's going to be tough. I mean, we already had the odds stacked up against us. I did believe that the Blazers could beat the Lakers in six games, which would have needed a great performance from the Blazers. And then, you know, the Lakers to get lazy or just their guys not knock down shots. And so far I've been wrong. And I think that without our best player in the engine that makes the Blazers go, it's going to be even tougher. I mean, even if Dane would have been, Scheduled to play tomorrow, down three-one. It would have been tough. So, yeah, I mean, this, yeah, mentally, I'm prepared that it's over. It, it could get ugly in the first half.
0: It, it all depends. Can Can Portland stay with them in the first half? Because if, if it comes down to they have a big lead, I don't think that's you know. I think that's all she wrote. But you know, mind games. The longer the Lakers keep the Portland Trail Blazers in the game. Uh, you know the, the more confidence portland will get and by the end of the game who knows what can happen but yeah the lakers have to go ahead and, and just have a nice first quarter like they did in previous game and if they do then all bets are off from there
1: yep yeah man, i mean th- i i guess ant simons is going to start so you know we're we're having to rely on trent and Ant simons two guys that are in their second year that didn't really play a whole lot of minutes you know during the season I mean, Simons was in the rotation early, and then Trent was in the rotation well after the restart, but just to rely on those two young guys. And then even if William and Gabriel is in the rotation, that's three guys that have very little playoff experience that you're expecting to come in and beat a lead that is led by LeBron James. So it's going to be tough for the Blazers. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm mentally prepared that it's the – season for me as a Blazers fan. And but it'd probably be a lot less stressful. Now I can just watch the games. <laughs> there you go. But it's a
0: walking mash unit for Portland right now, and it could very well come to an end tomorrow night with the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers in game five of the first round of the playoffs. So we'll see. But so far it's been a very interesting playoff season. Again, thank you for listening and watching us to us right here at the Lakers fast rake But before we head on out Raphael, I know you're always working on something each and every day at NBA Draft Junkies. So while I go ahead and bring up the, your your awesome YouTube channel, the NBA Draft Junkies, I want you to go ahead and get everybody an update on what's going on with your site, NBA Draft Junkies.
1: Yeah, I'm updating the site every day. I thought I could publish it and make the updates go live today, but... I'll push that back until tomorrow. So I have all the updates with the first round being complete. Just uh, going through a lot of the profiles that I may have created in like September, just trying to update them, make sure um, it's accurate since I know more people are going to be paying attention at this time. Maybe if there was something I saw in a player early in the year that I think they've changed or they haven't addressed, and I just wanted to be able to to add that and just make sure, like I said, all the profiles are up to date, and then I'll go live. Uh, but I should be up live by today is, what is it, Tuesday night? By Wednesday at noon, so maybe by the time the listeners are listening to this podcast, the website should be updated. But I'm a one-man band, so everything from the production on the videos to the editing to editing the website, all of that is has been done by me and I uh, I knew it was a tough task to do a website the way that I wanted to but man it's I probably have three or four hundred pages alone just on my website that I've done so trying to make it like the best as you would call it experience and um, so I got to put in the work to make it happen but I enjoy it and so like I said tomorrow the site should be updated with the full first round mock draft. And then after that, I'll start working on the second round.
0: There you go. Once again, that is NBA draft junkies tomorrow. Check out NBA But in the meantime, you can check out everything that he's doing today at NBA draft junkies on YouTube. Plus also as well, subscribe to his podcast, not only NBA draft junkies, but you go ahead and run the floor with his awesome yeah. podcast as well. Well, my friend, it's been great just talking to you about the, the NBA each and every day. Uh, if you have any questions for me, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or at LakersFastBreak on Twitter, you know I'm doing the same thing as far as trying to put out as much I I can as far as content there, plus also PopCultureCosmos.com. do a lot of great things there. And, of course, our site, PopCultureCosmos, for the, all the latest and greatest news and trends and information, check out there on popculture. Right there at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. And of course, every Monday and Friday, new episodes drop for the Pop Culture Cosmos. So, my friend, more stuff coming at you. Hopefully, like I said, Laker Tom, who you know will join us tomorrow from LakerHolics.com, he will join us tomorrow and hopefully he will be nice and cordial. I'll ask him to tomorrow. If hey, the- shit.
1: I mean, put me on my misery. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: fair enough indeed but yes uh, maybe even possibly the rest of the crew from the Laker we'll see they always come out of the woodwork when the lakers win you know how that is so uh but i'll tell you what it's just great talking to you, my friend as always it's the nba playoffs it is day nine the clippers and the denver nuggets win today but we have more action coming up this week right here at the lakers fast break podcast